Welcome to the Butterfly Broadcast, sharing stories of transformation after pregnancy and infant loss. I'm your host, Bailey DeMars. Speaking of transformations, this podcast is brought to you by perhaps the most transformative product that exists for your skin, Promycin, an acne treatment that actually works and fast. My cute husband has had acne since he was a teenager, and this summer he used Promycin, and for the first time ever, his back was clear. I'm not kidding. I saw a difference after one use, and five days later, the acne was gone. Promycin comes from the Cara Poloni skincare line, and I love and use all of her products, including micro needle powder cleanser, nano silver spray, healing facial serum, hydrating kiss mist spray, and their lip balm. My favorite part is that every ingredient is natural and supplied by the wholesaler Bulk Naturals. So get your skin transformation started at carapaloni.com or simply just Google Promyosin. Hello, welcome to the Butterfly Broadcast. I'm your host, Bailey DeMars. Today is a very special guest. I have here Mrs. Washington America, Naoma May. She and I met at the Mrs. America 2023 pageant, and we were alphabet buddies being Utah and Washington there at the end. And, you know, she has become very dear to me. So, welcome, Naoma. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, our end of the line buddy pack. <laughs> exactly where we were going. <laughs> I know. I could always look to you and you would always be wise and in place. <laughs> and so I just, I'm grateful that you were there for me. Likewise. And I was just so impressed by your journey and what we were able to share at dinner tables and in rehearsals. And so please tell our audience a little bit more about yourself. Sure. So um, like you said, um, my name's Naoma. I am Mrs. Washington America. And I competed for six years before I finally won. And it you know, pageantry is quite the journey. You learn a lot about yourself and overcome a lot of obstacles. Um, I am married, obviously, since I'm a missus, and we have three kids. We actually have a blended family. Uh, My husband and I don't actually have any kids together, which is kind of why I'm here. (laughs) Um, But honestly, our three kids are so close that nobody would ever guess that we were a blended family, and that's absolutely what I love about, um, I guess, how we've raised them. That's really unique and special that you, you know, have created that family ambiance and, and I love that you never gave up in your journey for Mrs. Washington. I think that says so much about you and, and so much about the journey. It's not always about winning. Yeah, exactly. I learned a lot, honestly. Um, I was really shy before I started competing and a lot of people are like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, actually, I would never in a million years get on a stage and talk in front of people or go up to somebody and introduce myself. Like, it's very recluse. 
And and look at you now. You walked on the stage of Mrs. America. I know. <laughs> it's so incredible how much growth can come from pageantry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you kind of nodded at the your story of you know fertility with your husband, and I'd love mm-hmm. for you to walk us through what that was like for you personally. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two daughters. One is 18 and one is, she'll be 17 actually this month. Um, so they're very close in age. And I actually had my very first daughter, Emma, when I was 19 years old. And so me being very young, I had no idea what I was doing <clears throat> as a parent or even person at 19 years old. Um, And then I met my husband, and he has a son who is just turned 17. So they're all very close in age, like almost 17, 17 and 18, like very close. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. So they were like three and two when we got together. And so they're kind of like all they knew. Um, But I actually, my, so my husband, he loves kids, absolutely adores kids. Um, My niece and nephew are, you know, Uncle Nate's their favorite. Like, anytime he's around kids, he's always playing with them and and stuff like that. So I knew instantly when I met him that he, you know, like he was it. Like, this is my person because of how much he adored children and wanted a family and stuff. So. Um, so we got engaged, we got married, and then um, he, so I ended up getting um, uterine cancer, and oh I probably was like 20, 20, probably like 21, 22 at the time. Wow. And, yeah, and so they found cancerous cells, which they ended up um, surgically removing, and, and how I did was they t- find that? Like, how did, were you feeling like yucky? No symptoms whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. I was getting like, um, bad stomach aches. Um, and that's when I went to the doctor and he sent me straight to the gynecologist and was like, no, you need to go get this checked out. But it wasn't like, it wasn't physically ill. Like it wasn't nauseous or anything like that. It was just really bad cramps, which I had you know, I'm just like, I'm a girl. I thought it was normal. <laughs> yeah, that is so young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure I was around 21 at the time um, when that happened. And um, so they ended up surgically removing them. Um, uh, he said they were stage three. So the next stage, I probably would have had to go like through chemo and all that stuff. So it was like a huge scare. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of how my whole journey started was with that. And this was before my husband and I got married and he got scared because he was like, oh my gosh, we're never going to be able to have kids. And it's really hard on you know, a couple who thought they were going to have kids together and, you know, make this family. And, um, I don't think people realize like how hard it is on, on a husband or boyfriend, whatever at the time also. So, right. Yeah. So I went through, um, so I ended up getting them removed and then it was about 
three months after that, I actually got pregnant, which I did not think was possible at all because he told me, like, it's just not in the cards, um, especially since you know, we've had to basically burn my whole uterus. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, very invasive, I guess. Um, so I got pregnant and then um, probably around 11 weeks is when I had a miscarriage. That was probably harder than learning that I had the cancerous cells. So, yeah. So, and why do you think that is? Um, I think it was just I I actually had hope that yeah. my husband and I were going to have a kid um, or have a baby, and he was really excited because. Um, we could have one together and we're like oh you know restart our family and um, yeah it was really hard on the both of us and I think at that moment like all hope was lost absolutely yeah and so after I kept I guess praying that it would happen again and converted and you probably were just left wondering like why why would I (laughs) be given this false hope and how could that have happened you know and then like it would have been you probably felt like it would have been better had it not happened at all right at all yeah exactly it's um yeah it's one of those things like as a woman you're like we're we're meant to have babies (laughs) and I am so thankful that I have the two that I do now um, before this even happened, because I, you know, if I honestly, if I hadn't had them, I probably wouldn't have kids at all. So I am very thankful um, that I was kind of young and reckless, but um, but not at the same time. I don't know. Kind of hard to say. But... Yeah, because who would have ever guessed at <laughs> such a young age that you would get a diagnosis like that? Mm-hmm. Does it run, does like cancer of that nature run in your family or were they just saying it was just a random fluke? Yeah, just random. Um, I I honestly don't know anybody in my family that has had um, really any type of cancer. So thankful that they found it early, but uh, yeah, it was hard. It's really hard to go through. Um, and at that time, you know, you talked about how you and your husband both struggled. Did you feel like you had any support? Um, yeah. I mean, my family, we are all really close. So if somebody goes through something, like, they step in. Um, I will say my husband and I kind of mentally separated at the time, which was really hard for the both of us because we both we both had lost something. And like I said before, I don't think people realize how hard it is on on your significant other losing a child also. And so I kind of realized that and I knew how much he wanted um a baby together. And so I kind of had to pick myself up for him as well so 
yeah, we, we finally bonded and then we actually got married two months later. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad you can acknowledge truthfully how that was and not just pretend that it was butterflies and rainbows. Um, because I think that's a very realistic outcome for a couple a lot of times because you know you're probably feeling so much responsibility and mm-hmm. guilt and, and but you have zero control and, and he's also feeling helpless and um so I'm glad you're not just you know skipping over that fact that it was right. hard for you <laughs> but it was possible for you to get through it together and and clearly it did work out yeah um, for your relationship we um yeah we kind of had like a little bit of hope still I guess after we got married and every time um every time like we did we kept trying for a couple years or so and it just you know it never happened so he actually ended up getting a vasectomy because he's like you know what we're at the point our kids are are older it's it's not going to happen. Like, let's stop trying. Let's stop losing hope um, and just let it be what it is. And so he, yeah, so he went and got a vasectomy and we just have our family, which I honestly wouldn't trade for the world. So. Right. And, you know, like you said, they've been able to grow together being so close in age and mm-hmm. so close, you know, personality and and social wise so do you think um your kids understand anything about those struggles that you guys had like do they know that you guys know I've um I honestly don't think we've ever told them I don't know why. And I'm very open and honest with my kids, but I don't think it's ever something that I've we've talked with them about before. Um, not that it wasn't important or anything. I just so at the time when I was pregnant, I was like I'm not telling anybody whatsoever, and they were still really yeah. And so when it happened, I think it was just in the back of my mind, like oh, there's no need for them to right to know. Yeah, and I think that paints the picture for us all, too, of probably how many more people out there have struggled with loss and infertility, but, you know, they keep it close, and so we just never know who really has felt this tragedy, and and so now here we are, you know, several years later, do you feel like the experience has helped you relate to other women? Yes, absolutely. Um, I do absolutely love how authentic women are on social media now. I think it's gotten to the point like where everybody's wanting to talk about the things they've gone through, um, which is amazing because living with something like um like a miscarriage or infertility or something you know not a lot of people talk about it and that's absolutely why I love what you're doing because it is opening the door for people who want to talk about it so they know that they're not alone um at the time like we didn't have 
you know, social media podcasts, stuff like that, to the extent that we do now. And I wish I had something like this to listen to, to know that I wasn't alone because it was really hard. Yeah, you said your family was there, but it's not like probably outside mm-hmm. of your family and maybe a few close friends. It, it probably felt uncomfortable to bring up and and really find a community, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess it's hard when somebody hasn't been through the same things you've been through. And so they tell you, oh, it'll be okay. But they have absolutely no idea. Um, I absolutely love my family and that they're there to help me through it. Um, but if you haven't experienced it, it's. Yeah, there are I limitations like the same. to the support. <laughs> yeah and and it's not their fault it's just the reality and and like you said and even now I'm sure you see things on social media and it's been years but they probably still resonate with you yeah so if you could go back and tell yourself Maybe what you know now, what advice would you give to yourself to get through that experience? I 100% would have gone to a counselor or seeked some type of help because, I mean, you are mourning the loss and especially the things that your body goes through. there's so many emotions and so, so much, so much that's going on. Um, I, I really wish I would have gone to a counselor to talk to somebody about it. Um, I think it would have helped with my mindset, um, especially in the future, knowing like the many times that we kept trying and trying and trying and, um, mentally it was just really draining. So yeah, I wish I would have thought help. And I'm really happy you <laughs> mentioned that because, you know, OBGYNs and even probably who you, the you know, specialists you saw for the cancer, they're not trained in providing that emotional support. Mm-hmm. You know, they're there to, to take care of your yeah. physical needs at that given moment, but then you're sent away <laughs> and... And you're left to figure out not only what just happened to you, which is awful, but then Mm -hmm. you're left to figure out how to mourn the future. (laughs) And I can only imagine at 21 years old when your brain is still developing and you've got your whole life ahead of you, how, how scary that must have been. And... And so yeah. I'm glad you acknowledge that it's okay to um, to need therapy. Um, you know, luckily, like you've acknowledged, we are more open to things like that now. But probably back then there was more stigma to therapy too. Like, oh, you're a little, <laughs> you might be a little <laughs> mental if you need things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Like at the time, you know, when I was going through that um yeah therapy and counseling is definitely not as it is today like we have you know all these mental health counselors and stuff like that which is absolutely amazing and I'm so glad that people have the help that they need 
Um, but at the time it was like, oh, you're going to a counselor. There must be something really yeah. wrong with you then, you know? <laughs> and so. as sad as it is, you know, miscarriage, infertility is just way too common. And, and so it is happening and it is okay for each of those women to seek out counseling if they feel yep. they need it. Yeah, I think, I honestly think OBGYNs and doctors, like if they know somebody had a miscarriage, like they have pamphlets ready on hand to hand out. Like, here are my top five counselors. Yes, like, here you go. this is where my expertise <laughs> yeah. ends. So let me pass you off to somebody who, who can further exactly. your care. Exactly, yes. Well, so, you know, it sounds like you haven't had the perfect, easiest life. I'd like to know a little bit more about what led you to pageantry as an adult and, you know, those six years you mentioned, like, what got you started? Um, it was actually my daughter really? who talked me into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my friend Deidre, she won Mrs. Washington, um, and I had no idea that there was a Mrs. Pageant at all. And so I was like, mm, that's really cool. Cause I always wanted to do pageants when I was younger, but being you a really fast. young mom, you, you know, yeah, you grew up fast and the pageants that I wanted right. to do, you couldn't have kids either. So, um, so I started looking into it. I'm like, mm, I don't know. Like you have the onstage question and stuff like that. So I brought it up to my husband. He was like, I could <laughs> never see you doing Just be this. Honest. <laughs> And yes, um, and so it was actually my daughter's who's like, well, you obviously like really want to do this. And my youngest daughter was, I think, 10 Aww. at the time that I signed up. And so she like she gave me this whole speech like, mom, you should do it, like get Aww. out of your comfort zone. And so I did. And they're the ones that every single year, you know, afterwards, they're like, you're going to do it again, right? <laughs> like oh gosh how many times am I gonna lose oh well that probably says so much about who you have been as a mother to them like giving them that encouragement and then so that they you know knew that they could give it back to you yeah absolutely I my girls are my biggest fans when I won Oh man, let me tell you, they ran up on stage and they were bawling and they're like, we're so proud of you. And I was like, that was like the moment that I knew that I was doing something good. So, and what a like, lesson okay. to them about perseverance, <laughs> you know? Seriously. Oh, I would yeah. kill to see that video yeah. footage. Oh, that would be so cute. And what yeah. kind of, you know, Something that not everyone realizes about pageantry um, is that you have a platform which is like a cause or mm -hmm. something you advocate for. And what has been your path that you've chosen to represent? I have done drug abuse awareness. Um, I, growing up, actually had um, three out of four of my siblings who have been addicted to some type of drug or alcohol. And um, like my oldest brother, he went to rehab when he was 17 years old. And so that has been something that's been on um, 
been in my family for a really long time and something that I am very passionate about helping. And there's so many things that like honestly have happened in my life. And that's the biggest one that has really molded me into who I am today. And so, um, yeah, just seeing them go through what they did. I was like, okay, this is, this is what I meant to love that. And and having that personal experience is what gives you the conviction to, you know, for people to listen to you and to really make a difference mm-hmm. with those things. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was kind of seeing what my mom through uh, went through with all of it. And like, you know, back then, um, there wasn't all the resources and stuff we have available now. And so she really didn't get any help. And that was kind of like my biggest step as a mother. Like, hey, if something were to happen to my kids, I would want to know that there's something out there that I can I can help. Like I need all these resources and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, You know, I'm sure that's not the only victory you've had is having a crown placed on your head and being able to represent this cause that means so much to you and your family. But it is amazing to see that back when you were a young adult that you didn't let something as devastating as cancer and infertility and pregnancy loss you didn't let that be the end of of Neoma you know you you've grown and you've accomplished so many things throughout your life and raised a beautiful family despite you know the diversity you had so I just want to commend you for that thank you I really appreciate that you don't I guess you don't really see it that way until somebody says it to you. So that really means a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking back to myself when I was 21 years old, and (laughs) I just feel like that could have been catastrophic for me, and I probably would have really lost my Mm -hmm. way. But you have the character that that really pushed through that, and and developed a beautiful life despite it you know because of it and despite it so and that led you to Mm -hmm. meet 50 incredible women who have also experienced hard things (laughs) and have made butterfly moments out of it and the pageant and not only them but the women you know they're in your state that you've gotten to interact with and inspire and and when is your Mm -hmm. um reign coming to an end when does the next pageant happen ours is may 25th i think it's like okay so right now it's december you've got almost you know five six months so a lot more Mm -hmm. good to be done yeah Yes, I'm really excited. Honestly, the last couple months, I've kind of taken it a little easy. And I'm like, why am I taking it easy? I'm only Mrs. Washington for so so many more months. Like I need to get my myself out there again. Well, it, I mean, <laughs> recovering from going to a national pageant is 
is real. I felt that as well. Yes. It's a lot. (laughs) I couldn't imagine having to do it being pregnant too. So kudos to you because I was tired and I wasn't even you know, pregnant. Yep. Uh, not sure I would do it that way again. It wasn't the plan, but we're all put in our positions okay. for a reason, I think. And and so yeah. I'm just grateful that I aligned with you because I remember you telling me that story about your siblings at the dinner table and I was just really moved by you know, all that you have done and you could have been in the same position as them just as easily, but you made little choices that have Mm -hmm. led you to where you are and to help them instead of, you know, just turning away from Mm -hmm. them and being like, oh, I don't want anything to do with them. But instead you're like, oh, I'm going to not only help them, but help other people like them. And so, yes. I just feel very blessed to have met you and that you, you know, I was, like you mentioned, I was pregnant at that pageant, so I was just kind of more introverted because I, you know, wasn't feeling myself and you really mm-hmm. helped me feel loved and I, I just wanted to thank Aww. you for that because I felt like I had a friend in you and yeah. I was grateful. No, thank oh, thank you. you. I, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. I feel like, I, I guess I'm kind of the same way. I, I still have like those shy tendencies. And so you're with 50 other women and it's a lot. Um, And I wish I had made a few more connections, but the ones that I did make, I'm like, no, those are, those are the ones that will yes, be special to me. I so. can agree more. And if somebody wanted to connect with you over a similar experience or even over your pageantry experience, what is a good way for them to contact you? Oh, yeah. Ask me anything. I'm seriously an open book and I'm very upfront and honest. Um, so you can either message message me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, my Instagram is Mrs. Period Naoma May. Um, or you can just find me on Facebook too. I I check my messages. Yes, I can often, attest so. to that. You are very responsive. <laughs> well, I'll put your info into the description. <laughs> I hope that this reaches the ears that need it. And I'm looking forward to following the rest of your reign and and being lifetime friends. So thanks so much for meeting with me. Yes. <laughs> Likewise. Yes, of All course. Right. Thank you, you for care. having me. Okay.